Hello and welcome back to the Hammer Conversations podcast. Thanks so much for joining. We were off last week for the Thanksgiving holiday and back today. Today I'm joined with one of our apartment program managers, Tara Wegleitner. We're very happy to have you on, Tara. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, so Tara, we'll get a little bit of background on you here before we start off. How long have you been at Hammer for, Tara? Coming up on eight years in July. Man, that's right. It's been about, about the same amount of time for, for both of us. We came in right around the same time, worked together a little bit, and uh, it's fun to have such a cool working relationship here. Yeah, sure. Um, so, so Tara's been a manager. How long have you been a manager um, at Eden Place for now? Um, about three and a half years at Eden Place, and I was a couple years before that at a few of our group homes. So Tara's a, a seasoned manager here at Hammer, and one of her roles is she works a lot with um, she works a lot with other managers that might be new or have questions. So she's done that formally and informally at Hammer, and it's just um, you know it's really cool to see her expertise and skills get shared with other managers as they're you know starting off on on their path. Um, so, so Tara actually shot me an email the other day and she had a pretty good idea for a podcast that I, I, I really was into and, and it thought a little bit about, but not with, not this specifically. So Tara talked a lot about that triangle of communication or support. And, and when I talk about that triangle, I'm talking about the person we serve, the staff, and then the family. Okay. Those three people. A lot of times in life when we're communicating with, with someone else, it's just two-way communication, you know, but when we add in, you know, the services here, it's, it's that third layer and that can cause a lot of issues um, if it's not done properly and correctly. And it's an ever-changing world. Um, a lot of our apartment programs, what do you guys have right now, Tara? 14 people? 13, uh, 14? We're actually at 12. We're 12? looking to add a 13th, and then we'll be full. Okay, so you're looking at about 12 or 13 different teams that have different communication expectations, and that's, that's tough. Uh, when Tara brought this up, the first thing that came to mind was an example I share with a lot of new families as they're getting their feet wet and getting comfortable with their loved one living in an apartment or a group home. And it was the shaving example. So a lot of times what happens is, you know, someone will move into one of our programs and they'll be experiencing this, this independence for the first time and just loving it. And, you know, the, the gentleman will be at their day program or, you know, maybe it'll be a Friday and they'll get picked up by their mom or dad. A lot of times it's dad in this example. And they'll see that, that their son hasn't shaved in a couple days. And then they'll pick up the phone and call the, the manager of the house or the staff and, be really frustrated. Say, hey, why isn't Johnny shaved? He looks, you know, he looks unkept. He doesn't look good right now. And a lot of times the answer to that from the staff member is, hey, Johnny's growing a beard. You know, he, he wants to, he didn't want to shave today. He wanted to, wanted to grow a beard and wants us to, you know, line him up a little bit and, and, and try to try to do that for the first time in his life. And, you know, it'll then the staff or then the family member or the guardian will either say, oh, Okay, and they'll have a little bit of a light bulb moment and realize, hey, I need to step back and you know give the independence to to my loved one a little bit more. Or that's the time where you know the guardian will push even more and say, no, you have to have him shave. That is that is what has to happen. And then what'll happen is you know manager will work with them more and you know say, hey, you know was he dressed appropriately for the weather? Yes. Did he have his lunch packed? Yes. Was he happy and healthy? Did he have a great morning? Yes. So we just talk a lot about what's really important um, to that person and for that person. And, and just having those independent you know, choices are huge. And, um, and, and just understanding that, 
the communication um, shouldn't be assumed. It, it should you know, just be more of a question rather than being kind of an accusatory um, point of view, which tends to happen sometimes. So we just wanted to dive into this, this topic a little bit. Um, Tara, you see it happen uh, quite a bit in the programs, don't you? <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Um, and you actually touched on a really good point in that, um, you know, we can't just assume that we know what's best or what any individual wants. You know, it's maybe somebody wants a beard. Beards are trendy. It's cool. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that I try to share with parents that are maybe having a hard time understanding is that, you know, their son or daughter or, you know, if they're just a guardian, they they have rights. They They can make choices of their own. And as long as it's not endangering their health or safety, we have to make them, we have to let them make those choices. And, you know, sometimes they're going to, they're going to learn. And that's, that's what we'd hope for. So, um, letting the parent know that we can, Hey, we can encourage him to shave, but it's his choice if he's going to. So that's kind of where I leave it. And, you know, it, it takes the power struggle away from staff should be doing this staff should be doing this. And it puts it back on the individual and, you know, lets the parent know that, Hey, this is their choice. And if you want them to make a different one, you need to work with them on that. I really, really like that take, and, and we're seeing that a lot more in in our houses and our apartments. The, you know, managers and staff teams are, are getting just. There's been so much training, person-centered training. We'll get into that a little bit more, um, and just really kind of trying to shift that way we think about things. I mean, these people we serve are, like we said, they have just as many rights as we do, and it's really important to. Um, Make sure we're standing up for that sometimes if someone on the team might not necessarily be, be standing up for that. So, Tara, let's get into a couple of examples here. Let's start off. We'll, we'll give you kind of a layup here early. We'll, we'll talk about a, what's a positive example of that triangle of support and communication. We're talking about the person we serve, the guardian or family member, and the staff. What are some positive, what's a positive example of kind of how you've seen that play out in a good way? Yeah. Um, so, first, I just have to shout out to parents in general. Like Brian and I are both parents and it's not an easy job. Um, layer on a few additional cares and responsibilities throughout, throughout their life and it gets challenging. So just shout out to parents, but I wanted to share this one example of a person that I have supported in my years at Hammer who, you know, had this dream of getting his driver's license. And in the past couple of years, or, you know, for a couple of years, he wasn't super into it. He, he didn't really care to work on it. And then there was this one meeting, we all got together and his dad says, you know, this is your goal. It's not the staff's goal. So if you truly want to get your driver's license, you got to start showing up and working for it. And you know what he did, he stepped it up and he has, he doesn't have his license yet, but he's, he's really working on it. So, um, it's just really cool to see. And you know, someday maybe he will have his license. You never know, but that's awesome. I love it. And just kind of, you know, it's that, that age old example, you know, and my mom would tell me to clean my room. I didn't want to clean my room, but when, if I had a buddy coming over, I'd want to clean it. You know, it's just kind of those natural things that, you know, you can't want something for somebody. Mm-hmm. You just need to put it back in their court and, um, and help them succeed in it. So I love that. I remember an example back from orientation when I started about eight and a half years ago and they, they, um, they talked about a gentleman that lived in one of our homes that really wanted to be a firefighter. And, you know, he had people on his team in the past that just said, no, you can't be a firefighter. And then he had one staff one day that just decided to pick up the phone and call their local fire department. And he got to wash trucks, you know, twice, I think it was twice a month. 
he got to wash trucks at the fire department. And so what do you think he tells his friends at work? He's a firefighter. That's super cool. Yeah. What <laughs> at Thanksgiving at the holidays? He's, he's a firefighter, man. To him, he's a firefighter. And that's just an example of, you know, working outside the box, not just saying, Hey, what can't we do? It's what can we do to, to support the, you know, the people that, that we serve here. So that's a really positive example. I love how you did that and how you spun it and put it back on the person. Then, but the most important thing is you had that, the family members support. So you were all on the same side of the rope. Excuse yeah. the sports analogy. I always use that. <laughs> Getting on the same side of the yeah, rope. Yeah, but it's so valuable. Well, so let's talk a little bit about maybe a negative example or two uh, about where things can kind of, you know, the foundation can crack a little bit. Yeah, you know, and... It, you see it too much. And I think this maybe ties into some, something we're going to get into next. But um, so I had a conversation recently with one of our gentlemen who um, I told him, I said, you know what, you're only showing up about 50% in your life right now. And I know that you have big goals and big aspirations for yourself to live in your own townhome or apartment and just have staff kind of check in on you occasionally. And that's really cool. But I said, right now, you know, I'm, I'm not really seeing it. Um, and his parents, his parents are kind of on board, but they, they do a little bit of the, well, you know, you're not really, you're not really doing what you're supposed to be doing kind of thing. And so they, they almost take more of a a negative approach to it. And so, which is easy to do. I mean, it's easy to say, no, no, you can't do that. Or you can't do this because, and so my conversation with this guy was that, you know, if you just, if you start showing up in your life and you really show that you have the abilities that I know you have, you'll be able to get there someday. And it might not be tomorrow or next week, but I, you know, and I gave him some like short term things. I said, your, your next meeting's coming up. It'd be awesome if you could start showing up in these areas. And then when we, when we come together at your meeting, we can talk about that and we can say, look at the progress that I've made. And this is what I would like to do moving forward. And so it's, it's going to be a long-term journey for this guy, but he's, if he decides to show up, like I said, he he'll get there and it'll be super cool to see. And so much of it is just putting that back on, on the person we serve, especially in our apartment programs. Um, you know, I work with a lot of families of individuals that are interested in moving into the apartments mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of times family are, might be ready before the individual and the individual doesn't necessarily want to move and you won't get placement at a program unless the individual really wants to be there and wants to own those goals and own, you know, their life. And, you know, the, the ones that really succeed the best and the, the families and, and people we serve that really gel the best with our programs are the ones that kind of look at us almost like a toolbox or a safety net. And, you know, you're living your life and you might need to use a couple tools one day or you might slip and need that safety net one day. But, um, you know, we're not here as the end all be all. We're here as a support in, in your life and, and you got to own that. So, um, so we talked about maybe a, a positive example, a negative example. Let's get into talking a little bit about some tips. Um, I'll start with one for the staff and then Terry, you can maybe talk about a tip or two for some families. Um, one of the biggest tips for, for staff in this you know, triangle of communication is, is putting yourself in a parent's shoes. And that's one of the most important, you know, skills just in life in general is being able to truly put yourself in their shoes and understand what it's like to have a loved one that's living in in one of our programs and understanding that, you know, that they've been through a lot, understanding some of the loss that they've gone through and um, and just just really diving in and understanding where they're coming from is very, very valuable. 
oftentimes as a, as a coach of youth sports in the community, it was very, very healthy for me to have my own kids and understand that that is, that is that parent's world right there that you are, you know, working with, that you're supporting in our group homes or that you're coaching on that team. And it's, um, so just really reflecting on, on that is very valuable before you answer. Um, sometimes, a a parent remark might come off as you know aggressive or rude, and then you just need to take a step back instead of engaging in that. Just give a really informed answer, and um, you know hopefully comfort them. So that's just my little tip for staff is to really do some reflection there and put yourself in the in the parent's shoes. Um, any tips that come to mind for you, Tara, about you know for for the family members um, that you can think of? Yeah, you know, and it sort of ties into what I was just sharing about you know our quote unquote negative example, but I think as a parent. And, you know, to to the person's own abilities or, you know, skills, whatever they are able to bring to the table. But holding your loved one accountable, I think, is super important for, you know, the parts of their own life that they, they have a say in and you know that they're really passionate about. And so that gives them, you know, empowerment to use their own voice. And, you know, if if something goes wrong, not just running to the staff right away and saying, hey, what's going on with this? And maybe having a conversation with your loved one first and just kind of getting their side of the story and then coming to staff after that is totally acceptable. But I think if we if we set ourselves up as what I, what we like to call the lawnmower parent, yeah. um, only does a disservice to the people that we support because they they tend to fall back on, oh, the staff can help me with this or the staff can do this for me instead of feeling powerful in their own life and really just striving for what they want you know they fall back into the the somebody will do this for me instead of I'm going to do this for myself and so really just having those conversations with your loved ones about you know areas that they want to excel or be more independent or whatever it might be but you know not taking them out of the conversation because they're the they're the reason we're here that that lawnmower parent is something I've seen. Um, read a couple articles about it recently, just being involved in youth sports, and um, and it's interesting how the youth sports and, and disability services, you know, it has a couple parallels with the parent, um, you know, situation and what what a lawnmower parent is. You, we've all heard the term helicopter parent, that parent that kind of is going to hover and be around a lot. The lawnmower parent, the example I used or the that I've heard is. You know, just someone that is just clearing all obstacles for their child so they don't have to battle any adversity or get through any issues themselves. So, you know, the 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 teenager that leaves their fancy water bottle at home and texts mom and mom drops everything and brings the water bottle to, to the classroom for, for their student instead of just saying, well, there's a drinking fountain at your school, so you're going to be okay today, buddy. Um, you know, just dealing with a couple natural consequences. So, you know, I, I love that you use that term, Tara. I've been using that term quite a bit lately is, um, you know, just, you know, giving our our loved ones and the people we serve um, the skills to handle adversity rather than just clearing obstacles for them. Um, so love that one. So just that's, uh, you know, we could go on on and on uh, on this topic, but we just wanted to kind of take about, you know, 15 minutes of your time and chat a little bit about this dynamic. Um, I'm planning on having a couple parents of people we serve on, on a podcast over the next couple weeks to get the parent side of things. You get a couple staff here. Um, you know, our perspective on things, but I'm very excited to have a couple parents on to continue diving into this issue and hopefully give some helpful perspective and tips and tricks. So as we always end podcasts, I always like to end a little bit with a, a small victory of the week. Uh, our victory of the week here is was the Hammer Thanksgiving Festival that is, is put on by our community life department. 
every year on Thanksgiving and you know any major holiday. We have some people we serve that don't have families or loved ones in the area. So we open up our central office on the holiday and have a big Thanksgiving feast. And it was yet another successful year. So thanks to everyone for putting that on. And uh, it's just a really special thing that, that we're really proud of here. So Tara, thanks so much for being here today. Really enjoyed having you. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. All right. Go win the week, everybody. Have a good one.